Hey, it's Zach, and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And in this episode, I'm going to show you the simple formula for how you can build your own celebrity expert brand. We call it the business trifecta, and that's made up of media, marketing, and PR. When these three elements of your business are working optimally, you will grow your business faster, and I will show you what you need to do to accomplish this. So without further ado, let's get started. The business trifecta are three levers of your business that all need to be working together like the three cylinders in a three-cylinder car. Uh, I think of my buddy who had a Geo Metro, which is a three-cylinder car. We used to call it the egg, and there was five of us who used to pile up inside of this car. And uh, I was probably one of the smallest of our group of five. Um, and I would say with our collective weights and everything, we probably weighed close to a thousand pounds. Now this 90 horsepower car had a very difficult time getting onto the highway when we were all sitting on there. And just like your business, uh, this car, if all three cylinders were not firing optimally, getting onto the highway was really difficult. And we would joke about having to, you know, jam our feet through the floorboards and do kind of like a Flintstone deal to get onto the roadway. But, um, you know, when you're looking at your business and thinking about this from the perspective of how media, marketing and PR all work together uh, to help you grow and get your a celebrity expert brand out there. I'm going to show you how these three things can really change how you show up in your market and give you the ability to build that celebrity expert brand. So uh, what is again that business trifecta? It is media, marketing, and PR. Media is a medium for sharing your story. Marketing is how you turn a lead into a client and PR is third party validation that's backing everything up. And as we'll see later, it's actually a whole lot more than that. But uh, each lever, media, marketing and PR has three of these accelerators that go along with it. So I'm going to be breaking down those all of those for you so that you can have everything that you need to go out and build yourself a celebrity expert brand. So we are going to start with media. If you listen to some of the previous episodes and as painful as it might have been to get through all of my ums and filler words and things like that, you might have heard me talk about how uh, 22 time Emmy award winning director and producer, the CEO and co-founder of celebrity branding agency, Nick Nan, has said before, a brand is your story. Branding is storytelling and a great brand is a story that others share for you. So when we talk about media being a medium to share your story, we are also talking about how media is a medium to grow your brand. So there's a lot of different types of media that's out there for sharing your story, right? There's TV and radio and film and social media and all that other kind of stuff. Um, and so without getting into all the details of the different types of medias that are out there, I think we can break it down into two different categories. There's direct media and there's mass media. Direct media is the communication that is directed and targeted at your target audience. This is mostly what you're doing in your marketing, uh, in organic social media, not in advertising. Um, that is when you reach out to your target audience with some sort of information and sharing your story and things like that. The other side is mass media. Those are the larger media channels and publications and things that we would think of like local news or prime time or uh, you know, publications and magazines and newspapers and online articles and all those different things. So you have direct media and you have 
mass media. Now, the key to building a celebrity brand is not having about is not about having more and more mass media, although that can be a part of it. But for most business owners, that's not really a viable business model, trying to get more and more mass media. Hiring a traditional PR firm can cost you tens of thousands of dollars a month to try and do that. And for most small to medium businesses, that's just not in the bandwidth. So the amount of time and energy and resources it takes to compete in that space is just well beyond what most of us can do. So the secret to your media success is actually how you leverage your mass media credentials in your direct media. Uh, I use this example all the time, but, but I'll use it here too. So um, let's say that you were on Good Morning America. In fact, let's think of it this way. When was the last time that you were watching Good Morning America? Um, and the reality is, is while they have millions and millions of viewers, uh, most people aren't going to be watching uh, a mass media channel like that, like Good Morning America, looking for an opportunity to buy something. They're getting ready for work. They're getting their kids ready for school, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, even if you were to show up on Good Morning America, how many of those people who are watching are then even your ideal client? And then of those people, how many of them are in a position where they're actually ready to buy? And then of those people, how many of them are actually going to stop what they are doing and give you a call? Now, let's just assume for a second that they did. What are you going to do tomorrow? Or what are you going to do next week? And so you can see, like, even if you were on Good Morning America, how many people are actually going to stop what they're doing to buy? And then if they do, what are you going to do next week or next month? It's just not a viable business option. But what would you do? Well, you would take that piece of media or the fact that you've been on a local news channel or on Good Morning America, and you're going to leverage it in your marketing. You're going to put it in front of your audience, and you're going to use that as social proof to help build your credibility. That's where you're leveraging your mass media credentials in your direct media. See, the reality is, is that we as consumers are rarely going to buy anything that we see on any of these media channels. When we pick up a magazine or read the newspaper or watch something on TV, uh, you know, at best, we'll, we might be able to Google it right there on the spot because we have our phones in our hands. But uh, really what we are going to do as most consumers is we're going to look you up online. We're going to see who you are, what you have to say. If you're a real person, we're going to do our research. We have all of this information now at our fingertips, and it makes it very easy for consumers to feel like they are informed consumers. And so when we take to the interwebs to try to learn more about the person that we just saw, we want to be able to see some sort of validation before we move any further, before we buy something. We're going to be looking at reviews. We're going to be looking at the website. We're going to be reading some of the content to see if our values align and some of these different things that we may or may not be aware of consciously and subconsciously. So uh, I think of another story actually of this guy who wrote a book and was really excited about it, he was posting it out there. Um, and somebody who worked on the Oprah show saw his book, read it, thought it was amazing, you know, brought it up the food chain. And, you know, he comes onto the show and is being interviewed about his book. And so he sits back and waits for, you know, books to, to fly off the shelf after the, the show airs and all this kind of stuff. And it just didn't happen. Um, you know, the same thing's true now if we think about it in the context of social media, right? Like, you might have a social media post that goes viral, which is great, but it's a flash in the pan. It burns hot and it burns quick. 
it's not really a business model for most people. Now, there are people out there who have business models of viral videos, and that's all they do. But even they don't have videos all the time that go viral, right? And so, so as a business owner who's running your business, how do you use media? And that's what this is all about. And as I mentioned earlier, it's about how you take those mass media credentials, which we'll talk about here shortly, and then insert them into your direct media, the media that gets in front of your audience that's full of people who are interested in your services um, and your target audience. So, all right, uh, this is where media can start to become a tool for you to share your story and to build your brand and do all that kind of stuff. And so, like I said before, it's broken up into three different accelerators. They are credibility, content, and connection, okay? Credibility. Media is all about moving from being hidden to pursued. So this is especially true when it comes to credibility. The reality is, is that you are already credible. It's just that nobody knows it. They don't know about you. They don't know who you are. And so the other aspect of this is really the social proof, right? When you can take those mass media credentials and put them up on your website, you've seen it before, the as seen in, the as seen on, the as featured in, the as featured on, all that sort of stuff helps to build trust and credibility when someone is just starting to figure out who you are. So when somebody comes to your website or when they Google you, what are they going to see? You only get one chance at a first impression. And so how credible you are as a source of information and to provide a solution to their problem lies within that first impression. If somebody shows up on your website and it looks like it was made in 2004, chances are they're going to hop over to your competitor's website and start looking for somebody who actually looks like they're still in business, right? And so when somebody Googles you, when they come to your website, what, what first impression are you making? Does it look like you've been in WITSEC for the last five years? Uh, or does it look like somebody who is the go-to authority in their field, right? Let me ask you this question. And I want you to rate yourself on a scale of, of one to 10, okay? Um, and then I'll, I'll kind of help explain that here in a little bit. So uh, credibility how effectively are you using mass media credentials in your marketing and branding to build trust in your marketplace? Okay. So how effectively are you currently using mass media credentials? Now that could be the fact that you've been on, you know, trade uh, publications or, um, you know, local media channels, or uh, you were interviewed for this thing or that thing, like how, how often and how well are you leveraging that stuff to build trust in your marketplace? Does somebody have to comb through your bio before they find it? Or is it really at the beginning of your website? So uh, on a scale of one to 10, one being, I don't even know what mass media is yet. This is the first time even hearing of it. And 10 is I utilize mass media credentials in all the key areas, uh, i.e. in the areas where your prospects are going to be making that first impression in your advertising, on your website, in your marketing, and things like that. So go ahead and rate yourself on a, on a scale of one to 10. Um, most people that we talk to on a regular basis fall somewhere in that like three to eight range, somewhere in the middle. But the reason why I want you to do this is because I want you to start thinking about how you are actually using this stuff. There's a lot of people out there who have designations and credibility and a lot of these different things. Like I think of financial advisors, right? And you probably have worked with some, you might be one yourself, uh, where they've got the CFP and CWFP and CPA and 
RFP and OAJ and IJK and LMNOP and all these different things at the end of their name. And, and what's the purpose of that, right? Well, it's to try to build credibility for us, the consumer. When we see that, we think, oh, okay, well, they've got certified in this. That means that they're, they have a certain level of um, you know, responsibility to us. They, they ascribe to a certain level of thing, whatever it might be, right? It's, it's all in an attempt to build trust that, uh, that we can see them as that go-to authority and somebody that we should ultimately work with. Um, let me give you a couple examples of how this works uh, out there as well. So uh, Tony Robbins, right? Most people know who Tony Robbins is. He's got to be one of the most successful self-help personal development gurus uh, in history. Definitely of our time, I would say. Now, if you go to his website, TonyRobbins.com, one of the first things that you're going to see as you scroll down is going to be as featured in. I think it's like Fortune Magazine and Forbes and a couple other things, right? But here you go, Tony Robbins, somebody who, um, you know, is followed by hundreds of millions of people known all around the world um, is using mass media credentials first thing on their website. The reality is, too, is I've seen the same thing on Gary Vaynerchuk's website, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy. Um, I got an ad the other day with Grant Cardone on it that listed all the different media and things that he was featured in. Um, it's it's really everywhere now, right? And so if you're not doing it, you're actually starting to become behind the curve. But let me ask you this. If if these people who collectively have hundreds of millions of followers, um, you know, millions of followers between each of them, if they are leveraging these mass media credentials on their websites, one, why aren't you? But two, why are they? Why is somebody who has a huge following leveraging stuff like that on their website? You would think that they're already really well known. Why do they need this social proof to help validate that? But the reality is, is that they understand, or at least the, their marketing geniuses behind everything that they're doing understand that the power of having that social proof of using those mass media credentials to build trust with the prospect at the top of your funnel when they're first getting introduced to you, that initial impression is the most important thing that you can do. It's, it's the second best thing to a referral. So you really should be using it. Find ways to do that. If you can get on a local media channel, if you can introduce yourself to those things, if you've been featured in magazines and publications, start talking about it. Use it in your different channels. Put it on your website when people get there. Put it in your advertising channels uh, so that you can help to build trust. Uh, I'll digress here for a second to talk about relationships in general, right? Business is all about building relationships. It's building and maintaining relationships in many cases. And so we think about, you know, you know, business and romantic relationships being very different. And in many ways they are, right? But relationships in general are the same. They're all built on the foundation of trust. So what are you doing to build trust in your marketplace. Now, for a lot of people that I work with and a lot of people that I talk to, they wonder why somebody doesn't go to their website and start reading their, you know, five page article that tells them everything about them or why they didn't watch the 20 minute video that describes everything in greater detail. And the reality is, is that we haven't taken the time to show them that we understand them, that we know them, that they can trust us before they're going to, you know, dive in deeper. Uh, there's like a saying that's like, um, you know, people, want to know that you care before they care what you know, 
Um, hopefully, I didn't butcher that. But uh, but the same is true when you're when you're dealing with your prospects, right? Like they want to know that you're the real deal. They want to get an understanding of who you are first. And there's going to be these little cues, right? They're judging a book by the cover. Uh, one way or another, it's happening. And so, how do you stand out from? The competition how do you stand out in a way that builds trust with your marketplace so that when that prospect does land on your website and they see oh they have been featured on this oh they have been featured on that um okay well i'm gonna go a little bit further into their website i'm gonna dig a little bit deeper and i'm gonna read that article i'm gonna you know click on that video and watch a little bit of it or whatever it might be you've got to build that level of social proof um, you know the same thing's true in in romantic relationships as i was talking about if you're sitting in a bar somewhere and walk up to somebody and introduce yourself and then immediately ask them to marry you, it's going to be really weird. And if they say yes, it's going to be even weirder. Uh, you should probably turn and run. But either way, the reality is, is that when we build relationships, we need to start on that surface level, right? What are the things that we can do to start building trust with somebody? And then you've got to invest in knowing and helping them to understand that you know who they are and what they're going through. Um, and story all plays a huge part. Of that but anyway like i said that's a digression so let's get into the next thing the first part credibility how do you utilize mass media credentials and that credibility that comes along with the trust that people put into those publications and into those news channels and leverage that so that they put that trust in you and dive in further to your website and your content which brings us to phase two or the second accelerator here which is content so in the world of content marketing, content could fall under marketing, which we talked about is the second lever that we're going to cover later. Um, but I put it, I put content under media because as we talked about earlier in this episode, there's two different types of media, mass media, which we just covered. And then there's direct media, which is your content. So I'm going to ask you another question here. And this question is, uh, again, on a scale of one to 10, kind of help you evaluate yourself. Uh, and the question is this, to what extent does your ideal prospect think of you as the most valuable source of helpful information? Okay, so one being, I don't publish anything. I don't have any content. I'm not putting anything out there. That's a level one. On the scale uh, to a 10, I publish valuable content multiple times a week. Okay, so kind of rate yourself. Where do you fall? How often are you putting content out there in a way that makes an impact in your audience. Okay. And that's a key factor that we're going to talk about here shortly, but uh, I want you to think about what types of content are you putting out there? There's all different types of content, right? There's social media content, there's blogs, there's articles, there's videos, there's, you know, all these different things. There's direct mail, there's email, there's, um, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? You probably know a whole lot more than I do. All of these different types of content are opportunities for you to showcase your expertise to your audience, how you educate them, how you share your story, how you get in front of them and show them that you're qualified to help them. Um, and so how are you doing that and how consistently are you doing that? So there's two points that I really want to hit on here uh, that are really important to me. First, content should be in your voice. Uh, I don't know about you, but I am so tired of seeing generic social media posts and like these, you know, antiquated sort of um, generic vanilla type uh, posts that, you know, 
I don't engage with, most people don't engage with, I'm guessing your audience doesn't engage with. So content really does need to be in your voice. Okay. Now I understand being a small business owner, you know, how am I going to accomplish that? Right? Like there's no way I just don't have the time to be posting on social media all day. It's just easier for me to go out and hire a company who's going to do it for me. And sure, they post generic content that they find on the internet, but look, it's better than nothing. Right. I'm going to push against that. Um, I don't think it's better than nothing because here's why. If you're putting out the same exact stuff that everybody else is putting out, how are you separating yourself from the competition? And if you're putting out stuff that people don't really engage with, that's generic, that's not really in your voice, that isn't what you're saying and how you would say it, then then what value does it really have to your brand and to your business? It's just a space holder. It's just putting something out there for the sake of putting out something. And I don't really think that's good. Now, back in the day, I think the way that algorithms worked and all that kind of stuff. And uh, before there were algorithms, it was like you had to constantly be posting in order to stay at the top of the feed, right? That was the way that it worked. And so generic content was the best way to do it because it was all about staying at the top of the feed. Well, that's not really the way that things work anymore. And I don't understand the, the intricacies of it all, but what I've, what I've been able to read and what I've been able to see is that um, the way that the algorithms work in Facebook and on social media is that the more engaged people are with your content, the more likely it is to show up on other people's feeds. So you're only seeing the stuff that you engage with and that your audience engages with. And so maybe having less content that's more valuable that people engage with is going to be more powerful than just having a whole bunch of generic stuff that's being put out all the time. Just food for thought. Um, if I can make any recommendation, stop doing it. But you're saying to me, well, then what am I supposed to do? So I understand that you're getting pulled in a thousand different directions as a business owner um, and running your social media channel and posting all this content and doing all that stuff isn't really a viable solution. Many for, maybe for many of you, hiring a full-time person to do that isn't really uh, an option. And so Here's one of the things that I want, here's the second thing of these two things that I want you to focus on, and that is repurposing. Uh, we have a program at the agency, it's called our Instant Authority Content System. And what we do is we have our clients come on for just 45 minutes to an hour, um, much like this. They shoot a video either with uh, um, somebody that they're interviewing or being interviewed with a show host, without a show host, just whatever it is, but it's just an hour of their time. And from that hour, we create a ton of social media posts, um, not only just like leading up to the show, but there's quote cards, there's thumbnails, there's all these different things. It becomes a month full of content on their social media that they can use, not to mention the snackable videos, which are smaller bite-sized pieces of the main video, uh, the video then going up on YouTube, the audio going up into, um, into a podcast system that's then available as a podcasting, again, same solution that we're using for this one, uh, Elevate and Accelerate. It all works together. Now, I only do this for 25 to maybe 30 minutes at the most, um, but an hour's worth of content, that's all you have to do. And then from that hour, you can take that, and there's transcription companies out there. There's, there's all sorts of software and platforms and different things. You don't have to use us. There's other solutions out there where you can just sit down, record a video, and then have an article. 
You can shorten that and turn it into a blog. You can take a couple quotes and some key points and then use that for your social media throughout the month. And, and so now from just that one piece of content, you've got more and more and more content that you can use and then incorporate it into your emails. Um, use it as a, a funnel, right? So now you're recording videos that you can use uh, as part of your sales funnel if you do advertising, right? So there's so many different ways in which you can repurpose the same thing in all of these different media channels over and over and over again, that you don't just have to, you know, try to use these other solutions that just use this generic voice over and over and over again. So, um, and again, look, people are not going to see you as the go-to authority in your field if you are just publishing that same stuff as everybody else. It really does need to be in your voice, especially if you're looking at building a celebrity expert brand where people are coming to you as that question asked, they're coming to you for that helpful information, right? You've got those people in your life, that podcast that you listen to, that you know, that, that, uh, articles that you read that come to your email that you open up every single time where you're going to find out how to be a better dad, a better husband, a better wife, a better person, a better business owner, whatever it is, like you have those content authorities that you go to. And so how do you become that for your audience? All right. So that's content. Now, the last of the accelerators is media. Uh, media, the last, excuse me, the last of the accelerators for media is connection. So this is how well you use your story, uh, the why behind what you do, uh, to communicate and connect with your audience, right? So it's not just about posting helpful information, but really sharing your passion, your desire to help more people, why you do what you do, um, and, and really sharing the story of your clients, right? Uh, your prospects are living in this tension. They're, they're facing a problem that you can provide a solution to, but they don't know what the future could look like for them. And so how well you can connect with your audience is how well you can show your prospects the journey that you help guide them through from the tension that they're living in to the resolution that they receive, um, you know, as your clients have experienced on the other side. So, you know, I used to struggle with this then I met so-and-so, and now I implemented their strategies and my life looks like that, right? That's a story. It's all about engaging with your audience in a way that helps to build a deeper level of trust by being authentic and true to who you are and why you want to serve them. So here's the question that's, uh, uh, that's a part of this evaluation here as you're thinking through these things. How well do you tell your core story right? That why behind what you do, your prospect story, uh, which is the tension that they're living in. How well do you understand that tension that your prospect is living in and your client story? So how well do you tell your core story, your prospect story and your client story, which isn't just a testimonial, right? It's about how your client's life is different now on the other side of having worked with you and, and incorporated the solutions that you provide. How well are you using those things in various media to build a deeper connection with your audience. So you can see here how that's all playing together, right? Because you use media to tell that story. A brand is a story. So one is I have a story, right? Do you even know what your core story is? Do you know what your why is? Uh, do you know it in a way that you can articulate it so other people know it and they can share it for you? And then 10 is my story precedes me wherever I go, 
right? So when you show up into a room, people are coming up and saying, oh my gosh, you know, Betty was just telling me about how, you know, you did this and this and that for her. Like, you know, that's amazing. Like, tell me more about what you do. Um, that's what you're looking for, right? That's a brand. That's, that's when other people are telling your story and telling their story and sharing those stories in a way that other people want to work with you too. So uh, go ahead, rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 there and kind of see where you land. Uh, how well are you leveraging mass media credentials, right? Going back to that credibility and using it in your direct media and in your content to engage with your audience, to show them that you're that go-to authority. And then finally here, how are you building that connection with them by sharing your story, by showing that you empathize and understand their story, and then sharing your client's story and what life could be like on the other side of this journey. And so look, here's the truth. In order to achieve success and significance, you've got to realize that the events that you've lived and the skills that you have acquired really do make you the perfect person to serve your ideal client, right? And there's so many different benefits that a good story has um, when you can start to share your story, right? It, it helps you to build trust in your marketplace. It shows your authenticity. It connects you with your audience on a deeper level. It makes it easier for people to remember you and what you're talking about. And it creates competitive advantage. There is one thing in this world that your competitors cannot duplicate, no matter how hard they try, and that is you. Your unique experiences, your life, your story, your skill set, all of those things combined to make you who you are, they cannot duplicate. So leverage that advantage in all of these areas that we just talked about. Leverage it in your media, leverage it in your content and use it all together to build a deeper connection with your audience so that they see you as that go-to authority in your field. And when the time comes for them to hire somebody, you're top of mind, you're the person that we're coming to. So, all right, look, we're at about 30 minutes here. That's, uh, that's more time than, uh, than I usually take on these things. So uh, thank you for bearing with me. Obviously, we've only been able to get through media so far. We still got marketing and PR to talk about. So in the next episode, I'll pick up where I left off um, and we'll jump right into marketing and the three accelerators that go along with that, which is leads, opportunities, and sales. So again, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to spend it with me. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please like and subscribe, uh, like and subscribe so we can continue to help the right people help more people like you. So cheers, and I hope to talk to you again soon.